Hero. <laughs> Mr. Porter. Yes. And we have Mr. Patterson. Thank you guys for coming on to the Pints and Polishing Podcast. Yo. Hey, let's skip all the formalities and go straight to the beer. Yeah. I can't wait to open it. Yeah. Oh, God. I'm yeah, trying to open it now. Your taste buds cannot comprehend Are you serious? what's about to fucking happen. I can't wait. All right, so I can't get mine open. You're banging it on something. I'm like. banging it, trying to get it open. <laughs> so you're the host of a Pints and Polishing podcast, and you don't have a bottle I, opener. I know. Isn't that horrible? I kept thinking out. that Eco Green would have one, but Eco Green's yet to make one. It's right here, man. It says Coleman on it. On my lunch bag. Oh, nice. That Coleman Eco Green. Okay, I got it. I'm All super right. excited about this too. So we've got the Stone Brewery, which is out of San Diego. Oh my God, that is no, so it's good. No, Escondido. It says. Dude, huh? It says just Escondido. try it. Yeah, yeah. That's basically it's basically uh San Diego. It's just I think it's just a little bit north. Mm. It's amazing. Is it? This one's bigger oh, because it says it's it was born at the Liberty Station Brewery. Where the hell is that? Mm. Is that the, I don't know. Is that over in Richmond where the other brewery is? All I know is Stone is out of San Diego. So whether they brewed it somewhere else, I don't know. Yeah. But we're super excited about this. It's a Mocha IPA. Yeah. And it has it's a double IPA, which double basically means they I think they reef uh you know after they do the uh the uh all the grains and all that, I think it means that they put a double then batch in and let it go more, which creates greater sugar. And thus, uh, thus, this is a 9%. And, um, and it should have more flavor. So it's a mocha IPA, which has, how do you say that? Cocoa? Cocoa. Cocoa. Okay. That's that's what I say, but that's not what it is. And coffee. Hold on. Where's this beer snob shit at? There it is. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> there we go. So what do you guys think? Uh, I'm going to let no, you <laughs> I I mean, I can rate it now at a five. It's, 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 <laughs> oh, wow. It, it's really, really good. Have you not wow. drank it yet, or you just... Um, no, I'm going, wow, like, you went ahead to the ratings. Like, you jumped way ahead. I mean, it's... I did I anticipate... <laughs> over the past couple of days but uh looking at it more today earlier today just just trying to figure out the coffee and ipa combination and how it would taste i don't know it's just like like ian said your taste buds kind of run wild it's it's amazing so i don't really taste the coffee See, i do no i mean it's like super yeah. subtle i was i was imagining like empower like just the coffee just overtaking the because you got a, like porters or um, mm-hmm. stouts that are coffee, like you you taste that good strong you definitely coffee. Definitely taste it, yeah. Or chocolate, a chocolate porter is incredible. But no, I think maybe it's because I don't do the IPA. So immediately, my first taste is um, is nothing but hops. That's all I taste. This whole like I don't taste anything mm-hmm. else, but. Giant batch of hops. So according to this, a double IPA is actually loosely defined because so many people have their own version of it. Uh, it doesn't. This beeradvocate.com doesn't necessarily give it a, a clear definition, but he basically says that it should be incredibly hoppy and assertive, both in aroma and flavor, and have a higher alcohol <clears throat> alcohol content. Than a standard IPA, just not double, but higher as he defines. Right, and that's like I said. So that's from uh, all the different grains and stuff that they have to keep putting back in, which creates more sugars. Uh, and then the yeast eat the sugars, which cheers to the yeast. Okay. We get better alcohol. I it's uh, I'm not an IPA fan as 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 I've said before, and this is incredibly hoppy, but. I, I've noticed so far, though, the more I drink it, the more I actually kind of like it. Uh, 
and I do. That's the alcohol maybe talking. Be, maybe. But I, do, <laughs> I do taste the coffee, though. It's like DJ said, it's subtle, uh, but I applaud them because, you know, to brew an IPA with coffee accents, uh, I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. to me, I, I think that would be challenging, but what the hell do I know? Yeah. I mean, normally, I think that the cool thing lately with IPAs, or lately, at least the past couple of years or so, is the citrus ones. Yeah. And I can do that. If they're sweet enough and they've got that, you know, that, that hoppy plus yeah. sweetness or the citrusy, like, I can do that. This is, uh, I don't know. I I'm not sure. But anyway, I would still recommend it. If anybody likes an IPA. Mm-hmm. No, I, I agree. That is, yeah, definitely I would, I would grab this over some other IPAs. For sure. So... All right, so let's hop into some subjects of what we want to talk about. Uh, first, um, go back to formality. Sorry, we jumped the gun and went straight to beer. Cheers. Or what are they? What's the latest? Dilly dilly. Dilly dilly. I don't need. <laughs> what is that That's from? Bud That's from Bud Light commercial. Okay, gotcha. See, I yeah. don't watch TV. I watch way too much. Yeah, it's funny at the Thunder Games they do a, a designated driver and they talk and they show and then everybody goes dilly dilly. Anyway, um, so Ian, tell us who you are for the people that are just tuning in and maybe haven't listened before. This is the first time. Who is Ian Porter? Uh, Ian Porter, owner operator of Red Beer's Detail Shop out of Tulsa. I've uh, been doing it for off and on for about 10 years, but I just started getting serious within the last two years. And I moved into my 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 shop, my first you know official shop uh, last year. Yeah, and and even inside that, you were kind of on and off with that for a little bit, right? It's really more like the past six months. Oh, yeah, 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 that's a good point. Because uh, for pretty much the last... 10, 11 years, I've worked offshore oil and gas uh, with a variation of different job titles. Uh, but yeah, I worked on oil rigs out in the big blue Gulf of Mexico. Oh, it actually turns oh, blue? Oh yeah, very blue. Hmm. I didn't know the Texas part ever got, uh, got yeah, blue. Well, I guess I just never made it out that, that far yeah, enough out. You're talking about the... Uh, the continental shelf so that's that's shallow water so it's typically greenish you know brown in some areas and it's crazy there's a scientific term for it and i forget what the hell it is but if you get out far enough you can see literally where that stops and like the deeper water begins because when i say no bullshit it goes from green you know green brownish water to like you know blue crazy blue just pretty water like I'm, it, it just stops and starts. It's one of the craziest things you'll ever see. Huh? I forget, like I said, I forget the term for it. But awesome. And DJ Patterson, yourself? Yeah, <clears throat> DJ Patterson here in Tulsa, Oklahoma, as well. Um, Eco Green Mobile Detailing is the company. I've had the company for about eight years. Um, We've got mobile units that service the Tulsa area. We also do some ceramic coatings here at the shop. Um, super, super green company. We use all waterless products for all of our car washing and so forth. So we're that oddball in the, in the industry. Hey, and this is hey. also for me, though. Talk about <laughs> what you've been doing though, recently with like the water co and all that is the other stuff. Because I don't yeah. even like understand it. Oh, are you saying kind of what we do? Well, yeah, like that, and then you were just also on a news channel talking about it and stuff. Like, I think that's yeah. So it was, um, it was, it was World Water Day, uh, which is a day to really raise raise awareness um, in regards to that. So we thought it would be cool to go in and talk to different um, uh, companies that you know that have that same, share that same passion um, in regards to the environment and so forth. So we did a, a little interview with the Water Co., which is um, their downtown, uh, the uh, box yard. And they've got, they're super, super passionate about like, um, you know, not wasting plastic. Right. 
um, so they have a lot of like um, water stations and stuff like that or different um, uh, water bottles and just filters and stuff so like for instance like one of the cool things I saw was that the owner I guess went on some like extended period of time on this like camping trip or like I think he was was it cycling or something anyways they brought these water bottles they had and they did and it filters what so they can like put put their water bottle in like a creek water like like just nasty water and it filters it like right there so they brought like one or two actual water bottles and they didn't have to you know have like a case of water or go to a store or anything they just were able to drink wherever they were with the with the those water bottles they have so that was pretty cool that was pretty uh, sweet. So I did a camping trip once, I mean, many years ago, and they had little tablets. And so we would hmm. just grab our water bottle out of uh, the stream and, you know, fill it up. And then we would put these little tablets in it and let it sit for like 10 minutes or so. And then we could drink it. That's interesting. Yeah, no. I know. I was awfully uh, cautious, but. Hey, yeah, I'm still here. I'm still here, so I don't know, you know man. My third eye only pops out every other day, so you know it's nice. all good. Yeah. Every other day, that's not bad. No, that's not bad. I mean, you could ask. I mean, it could be worse. It could definitely be worse. All right, so let's get into some subject matter. We always want to here on the podcast really dive into some themes of the industry or topics or questions and um, really try and get in some good data or content, so to speak, to help other detailers out. That's why we do it. We always want to drink a good beer. And then we want to talk about detailing to where we can give some good content. And you guys have tons of experience. And what's cool is you've got mobile and waterless. And you also have then Ian who has a shop. He used to work at a dealership. So a lot of spectrum so to speak, as far as knowledge and input. So it's always great that you guys come on. And um, we're going to go with our first question of the day. What is your number one pet peeve of our industry? Damn. Damn. That's a good question. Go for it, DJ, because I'm um, honestly still thinking of mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this is my pet peeve for, for quite some time, too, is that because I used to be like when you when you first start, you you know you jump in all these groups and so forth and just really see what everyone's doing. Um, but the more you look at them, like these detailers, and I don't, they're, they're they're just advertising to other detailers, you know. So they'll post these pictures of the you know these before and after jobs, you know, a hundred hours on this Corvette or just these all this stuff to like make himself yeah, look good. But what I really want to know, yeah, really I really want to know is that. Are you taking that same content and educating your client base in your local community? Because if you're just doing all this work and you're you're posting it in these detailing groups for people that you've never met before, never will ever meet before ever again or ever meet, how is that benefiting your business? But if you're taking that content and you're taking that time that you're spending to write this, you know, those posts or take those pictures for other detailers to, you know, to look at. You know, if you're putting it towards your local community and actually educating your client base, people that are actually going to buy from you, it's a waste of time. You yeah. know what I mean? Unless you're those guys that are just like you're only in it because it's a it's like you just like doing it. It's a hobby. But if you're doing it full time, it shouldn't be a hobby at this point. It should be a business and you should be able you should be you know trying to convert clients and not convert detours into thinking you're the best guy, you know, yeah. the best detail in the world. That's not going to benefit you unless go ahead. There you go. Or training, yeah, right, or right, right, there's right. some kind of motive that you're doing. Uh, yeah, I agree there. Well, you but I mean, how many both. detailers are actually doing training for other detailers? It's that's very not, hard. It's yeah, very that's hard not. To do that, yeah. That's exactly. not happening. So when you mean in these groups, like what, what groups are you saying? What I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. There's several groups. You know, there's detailing for dummies. Well, there's, even aside from groups, uh, you can see it on the Instagram with the hashtag. Yeah, it's it's not just it's yeah it'll, exactly it's a lot and if you look at the hashtags these guys are posting they're all they're they're not very local yeah. specific if you really look into it I mean me and Ian I think we do a good job of 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 targeting you know our local community um, and really you know trying to get their engagement versus other detailers because we know we're going to benefit in the long run if we're marketing to people right here yeah. in Tulsa rather than people that are in freaking California and yeah other Maine and Maryland. 
No, they're not at all. That's my pet peeve. I, I just don't understand why people do it. Now, if you're just if you're sharing the content from your page that you've already posted for your your client base, cool. That's awesome. But if you're just if you're literally posting that organically, like from you know from the photo to these pages, like why waste your time doing that? You know, educate your community and then share it in these groups. That's fine. Okay. So, uh, what what recommendation if somebody doesn't know that they were doing that? They're just they just kind of just started rolling with it, and they're just always just posting pictures, and they think they're doing something good because. I would imagine some of the guys just kind of, they just stop. Say what? You cut out. Oh, shit. Uh, yeah, I think it. All right, so. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, no, I apologize. I got a phone call. Um, anyway, so if, if guys just think, well, hey, I should post these pictures because they're they're excited of the work they did and they, they put it in on, on some places i mean so what is your recommendation then for them that they didn't maybe they didn't even know that that wasn't being fruitful yeah and i totally get it and it's and, and, and when you're in this industry too it's cool because there's so many detailers out there that it's nice to be able to post your work and actually share that same passion with other people and just kind of get you know get inspired of people or inspire someone else by your work my recommendation would be Start with your start with speaking to your client, taking pictures based on what your clients want to see, uh, videos on what they you know what they want to hear and see, and then sharing that in these groups to have that kind of you know brotherhood and you know showing off your work or showing off your skill because everyone wants to show off their skill. I mean, we work hard for what we do, we're really good at what we do, and it's nice to be able to share with other guys and inspire them. But start with your with people that are going to put food on your table, like Ian said. But, you know, start with them and then repurpose it and share it to these groups or on Instagram uh, or your, on your personal page, maybe, you know, um, you know, to get that satisfaction. There's nothing wrong with it at all. It's just, you know, that shouldn't be your, your first go-to. It's like, look what I did. It should be, let me use this job. Well, I got a phone call. So oh. DJ has now shown me how to uh, forward my phone calls. So thank you, uh, Mr. Patterson for, Show me how to do that. I mean, you're a little older than us, you know. Yeah, I mean, I'm just not quite tech, you know, (laughs) as tech savvy as you. Uh, In other words, it was just an excuse to go grab another beer. You know, I'm kind of mad that you drove all the way out to BFE to give Ian that beer because that's some good beer. I would have loved to have one. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to (laughs) lie. When you left, I'm like, oh, man. True, true. That's a good friend, Ian. You got a good friend there. Yeah, I guess. Uh, you complained never about it. it. Yeah, I know. That's right. <laughs> All right. So we were talking about how to, you know, if some guys kind of got got into that trap and they didn't really realize what they were doing, maybe. What do you recommend? Like, how should they market then to their local community? Yeah, like I was saying is um. Is like Ian says, you know, use if you're using Instagram, make sure you're using hashtags that are your local community. You know, uh, we're in Tulsa, Oklahoma, so we use hashtags like Tulsa or Oklahoma or 918, which is our area code, or shop local. I mean, just anything that's relevant to your local community. And I mean, you can throw in other hashtags like details of Instagram and all those other things too to, to reach other people if you want to, but. I think your main focus should be targeting people specifically in your community. Like if you're doing videos, talk about why you did what you did, why it's beneficial to people in your area. And then if you want to share it, you know, like to get that, uh, that brotherhood going and you want to like show off your work or inspire someone or, or whatever, then, then, then just share it, you know, from your page or repurpose it. But your main focus should really be, you know, if this is a business that you're actually doing to make money, not just a hobby, your main focus should be your, your, your target market, your demographic, whoever it is that's going to put food on your table. Okay, cool. That's good stuff, man. Thank you. Hey, so, Ian, what is your pet peeve for our industry? I uh, finally figured it out. Uh, I have a few, but for some reason they're slipping my mind, but I have one that pisses me off quite a bit. Uh, it, and I would, I would term it as coding marketing. And, oh, hmm. and a lot of them, 
and detailers are also guilty of this as well. They make these outlandish claims what the coating's actually capable or what the coating does versus what it's actually capable of doing. And a lot of companies are guilty of it as well because they're selling, and I won't name any specific brands, but some of them has, have even, you know, went as far as to say that they prevent rock chips or, I know, right? or that they're scratch proof, you know, or they'll last, you know, fucking 12 years or some crazy shit. Yeah. 10 years or lifetime yeah, or whatever. It's it, like, it's just, really? That's not, that's so so uh, detrimental to your, your, you know, to consumers because they see that, you know, through Facebook or YouTube or whatever. So when they call you, they start asking you some crazy ass questions and like, well, how come your product doesn't do this and do that? Well, because they're full of shit and I'm not. Uh, so big thing would just, you know, be education, but when when clients call you to just educate them the best of your abilities and don't feed them a lot of bull crap but uh so if somebody calls and asks you about because i get this question people will ask me since we have a coating they will ask me does it prevent rock chips yeah what what is your answer when as a detailer and customer calls and asks you that what is your response typically uh when you know, probably paraphrasing a bit, but typically it's just I, I I politely tell them that that is incorrect information, and the only thing that actually can prevent rock chips is what we call paint protection film, or most people refer to as clear bra. Uh, ceramic coatings are great for a lot of things, but they are not great for rock chip protection because that's not at all what they're designed for. Exactly. I, I wouldn't trust that source that told you that because, and I'm, you know, not trying to make that person look bad, but that's just a bullface lie. Yeah, my response. That's <laughs> I don't go that far, but uh, that's that's definitely <laughs> that's definitely true. I uh, I do talk about how there's companies that have a lot of creative marketing, yeah, a lot of creative videos, and. Yep. Um, I said, but if you're going down the highway at 75 miles an hour and you're asking a uh, a product to prevent a rock impact, like that's that's a bit far fetched. Yeah, right. Like, so at what speed then does it prevent and doesn't prevent? If you're going 45, yeah, does it prevent rock chip? Like, uh, I don't, you know, what happens if you go 80? Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, that's a that's a cool pet peeve. That's a good that's a good thought. Um, what? Uh, so, do you then recommend people that are concerned about that? What do you recommend them do? Uh, rec- uh, concerned about what? what rock we- chips. Oh, rock chips. So I I would just obviously recommend PPF. Uh, depending on you know the kind of vehicle, but I mean more likely I'm going to recommend you know a bumper at the very least, a partial hood. You know, maybe some fender action and mirrors, you know, especially if it's a car. But I just, yeah, I would just recommend PPF because that's the only thing that can even, you know, remotely prevent or at least minimize the damage uh, from rock chips. Yeah. And I even say that to them too is like, hey, even the PPF doesn't always prevent a rock chip. Like, yeah, most of them are really correct. good nowadays, but. It's one of those things that I want to set lower expectations. You know, it's the same principle as when people ask me about scratch resistance on the coating. I tell them that although coatings are great, they are not a suit of armor. And at the end of the day, it's all about how you take care of it. Right. So, and, and you know, I mean, and I get it. I, get, well, I mean, I, I don't agree with it, but I, I, I understand where they're coming from. You know, coatings as it's a good thing, but also a bad thing, but that everybody's came out of the woodworks and they have their own coating now with more likely little to no, you know, research on how effective it really is or whatever. But, you know, everybody's just trying to sell their product and, you know, people unfortunately still feel that they have to uh, essentially, I guess, trick the, the consumer into buying their product but that's not a long-term sales model because in this day and age, as 
Andy Frisella would say in this day in this day and age you can't sell like that anymore because word of mouth is so much more uh, pronounced now because of social media that you can't the days of doing business where you're tricking your consumers uh, no longer now it you know people can spread the word about a shitty product or a crappy salesman or whatever the case may be within a matter of you know seconds and minutes mm-hmm. uh, which is brings as far as podcasts are concerned if you're not listening to it and you're listening to our podcast I would check out the MFCEO project uh, it's a really great podcast uh, that'll punch you in your face what's that? MF CEO project, which stands for the motherfucking CEO project. Uh, Ian, we don't cuss on this podcast. Yeah, I've done it several times, so that's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> you heathen. Yep. And so what is that podcast about? So uh, Andy Priscilla, among you know other things, he's a huge entrepreneur. Uh, entrepreneur. Uh, he is. Hey, uh, Ian, how's that nine percent treating you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, It'll get no you, problem, man. Uh, mispronouncing It'll get you. some words, yeah, bro. No, it's been a couple times. Uh, no, he's the basically the head guy of First Form Supplements, uh, and he's got you know a few other things as well. But he's just he's built a you know a seven figure business. Uh, based based on culture and actually giving a shit about the people you know about your clients and uh, it, his podcast is really great. He talks basically his his theme is you know although you may not be an entrepreneur, everybody is a CEO of their own life. Oh, so what they talk about can apply to any facet of your life. You know whether you're an entrepreneur or not because. You might not be an entrepreneur, but you could, you know, you, you might want that, that lead sales position in the job or that manager position in the job. And he talks about basically every facet and how you can just kick ass in life, I guess, would be one way of saying it. Okay. Cool. So, all right. My pet peeve of the industry and a little background Coming from retail world of detailing, right? So mobile and then car wash, having a detail shop there. Moving and transitioning in 2010 into selling products. And one of the main, the main cu- customers that we would have, if you're any, any um, product company, one of their main customer bases is going to be dealerships. Just because of the sheer volume of <laughs> multiple guys, I know where you're going. Right, so they are the main customer base of any really any product company. And my biggest pet peeve was that when I started doing, like, I literally went into this blinded because I came from selling details and detailing service to customers, to end users, to. Um, you know, whether we went to somebody's home, whether we went to their office as mobile, whether they came through our car wash and got a detail through there. So it was all about having the best practices, having the best of what we could do, turning out the best work that we could. You know, DJ, when he was with me at the car wash and other detailers, they called me a detail Nazi because I was so anal on, you know, wanted to use some great stuff wanted to make sure the cars came out great. Like everything had to be right for the customer, the customer that paid to get their car cleaned. Our product was to turn out a vehicle that was the best that we could do. So then to go into a dealership that sells cars, which is their product, and their whole concept is to put it on a lot to sell and get the highest value that they can out of it, then why the fuck would you not pay your guys <laughs> oh, Marty, we don't cuss do, that do the work to make it the best that it can be? Why don't you pay them what they're worth? And why don't you treat their department as a valuable asset to your company? Preach. I, I do not. I'll, I'll, I'll pause DJ since you corrected me. I'll fill in the blank with an F blank U C K. Fuck that. 
fuck wouldn't you treat them the right way? Why would you not pay them what they're worth? And why would you not care about their department? Like, yeah. I just don't get that. Yeah. You're selling a vehicle and you will get more value out of that vehicle if it looks the best that it can. Then pour into the department that puts it on your sales floor as the best that it can. Yeah. That's my biggest pet peeve. I just, I literally, I was blindsided. Literally just went into dealerships, just wanted to present the product that I had used as a detailer. To me, it was one of the best on the market, Carbright. I love the products. I think they've got a great name. I think they've got great, um, you know, whether it's liquids, cleaners, degreasers, whatever, whether it's waxes, whatever, I think they have one of the best on the market. And so I would go in to say, hey, this is a great product to get the job done that you want. And they literally just did not care. Yep. Don't care about the guys. They don't care about what goes on the lot. They just want it done as cheap as fuck as they possibly can. And they will shit on guys and do whatever they can to detailers to make them put it on the lot just to get it done. And that has literally blown my mind. I did not understand. It literally blindsided me. And that would be my biggest pet peeve. Now, there's some dealerships that do take value in it, but those are few and far between. And even those kind of go up and down based on, you know, their business and how they're doing, whether they pour into that department or not. But we have seen some that took their department from very minor to growing it at one time, the dealership that you worked at, Ian, they generated over $50,000 a month in customer pay detail mm -hmm. and their, their department went over $170,000 in one month in just a whole basis. So yep. it can happen. I just don't understand why more don't take it more serious. So to me, that's my biggest pet peeve. This is very ignorant mindset, man. I don't like, I just, I don't know how else to say it. Yeah. And, and the thing is, is like uh, retail guys, uh, DJ or other detailers that are just like, that's their business is to detail cars. That's their livelihood. Yeah. They will many times downplay or down, downgrade detailers that are at a dealership. But it's really a lot of it's not their fault. It's it's the de dealership itself that yeah, doesn't value. Yeah, it's the culture of the dealership. It's not really the detailer themselves' fault. Yep. So anyway, that's my biggest pet peeve. Um, all right, so we talked a little bit about the beer earlier. You guys have some coffee notes. I don't really taste it. I just taste solid hops. But what is it that you love about the beer? It's nine percent. Dilly dilly. That's probably honestly. I mean, not to be unoriginal, but I'd say the same thing as DJ. I don't really overly care for the beer. It's not something I would buy again, but I'm not going to hate on it just because it's not something that I enjoy. If it was a night that you wanted to drink just two or three beers, not two, but maybe three to four, like, and just kind of get a. A good solid yeah. buzz. You'd buy it again. Oh, I totally would get this one. If I saw it at a liquor store and I wanted to get a good buzz and want something familiar, I would, I would grab it probably. Yeah, but at the same point though, I could grab Optimator and you know Optimator uh, do the same thing and it tastes better to me. Hmm. Optimator? Yeah, I've never heard of it. We, I, we've talked about it before, but uh -huh. it's, it's a good beer. Yeah, it's a German beer. It's a Spaten uh -huh. made by Spaten. Well, oh, I, I say okay. spatten, but you know, spatten, spatten. You know, tomato, yeah. tomato. Yeah. I actually did uh, a couple years ago when I I brewed more beer. I did a a uh, Optimator clone. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, DJ. If you go to Oktoberfest this year, it's always there at Oktoberfest. Gotcha. Yeah. 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 I think we'll have to do a podcast live at uh, oh. a at, at Oktoberfest. <laughs> yeah. Good luck with that. It's too loud. It is loud. Yeah, it's very loud. All right, so we did our pet peeve. What is your um, biggest excitement of where the industry is? We can start with you, DJ, or we can go in reverse. What do you want to do? Reverse. Reverse. <laughs> so excitement right. in the industry? Excitement in the industry. So we had your pet peeve. 
Okay. All right. And uh, now we have what excites you the most. And my most exciting thing in the industry is what DJ finally made me do a couple years ago, what, three years ago, and made me go to SEMA. And then he drug me over to Mobile Tech Expo a couple years ago. That, to me, is my most exciting time in the industry, is to go to the big shows, uh, just see all the big faces, see all the big names, go tour the different uh, companies that have all different products or tools or, or whatever. Uh, I love going to those shows now just because you can reconnect with people that you hadn't seen. Yeah. You can walk the booths, see what's new, see what different companies are selling stuff. To me, that's exciting even though that technically in a, I'm such a small, small, tiny micron, but technically they would still be my competitors. It's still fun to see what different people have come out with different things for our industry, uh, whether that's shady or whether that's productive, that's for <laughs> us to, you know, but, <laughs> but it's still fun to see. Like I, I remember we've gone through plenty of booths and we're just like, what the fuck are they talking about? That's some bullshit right there. And then there's some bullshit you go into and you're like, wow, okay, yeah. that could be a pretty cool little thing. I wonder how we can use it. Um, I know uh, when we were at Mobile Tech, if you remember Manny who went with this, he found some spray gun that he could use to – to do dyeing seeds and stuff, but it should have been done for something, but he was going to use it for this. And he was so super excited about it because he thought of all different ways that he could use this tool to better his detailing career. And to me, that's exciting. Like, that's cool. If you can go to a show, trade show, and find something that would help you in your career as a detailer, yeah. then yeah, like kudos, like that's, that's awesome. So to me, that's the most exciting part of our industry is going to those shows. Nice. Okay. All right, Mr. Porter, you're up. Uh, man, I just ha can I be kind of selfish on it? Why not? Oh my gosh. Does that count? No, nah, sure. I guess it's you, man. Uh, and I just had it. And now, naturally, it's my turn to talk, and I forget. God damn, man. Uh, okay, we'll punt. You can come back. Yeah. All right, DJ, your most exciting thing right now in our industry. Okay. <clears throat> right now in the industry, the most exciting thing. Um, I'm going to switch it up a little bit. And the exciting thing about our industry, what, what I like is the camaraderie. So I've heard of detailers that will send or they'll actually personally go to other people's shops, whether it's like, you know, multiple states away and actually help them out um, on, you know, really, really, really busy weeks or even just offer some mentorship over the phone. Like, you know, people will call, uh, you know, me frequently and ask questions on how I did this and how I did that. And, and just being able to share knowledge openly without, you know, there's a lot of details that are just like, sorry, you can't, I can't tell you that because it's, it's a trade. It's my like, secret. It's a yeah, trade it's, secret. So oh, you can't know much. Yeah. It's, it's, it's so stupid. I can't stand it. Like if someone calls me and says, Hey man, how do you pay yourself? Like I, I have no problem telling people how I offer my business because. Oh, cool. Hey, DJ, started, how do you pay yourself? <laughs> when I first started, like I reached what? out to hey, people. Hey DJ, all, how do you pay yourself? I reach out to people all the time. Say, <laughs> <laughs> in cash, duh. <laughs> Is the IRS on the phone right now? <laughs> no, hopefully. <laughs> oh, man. But when I was the little guy a long time ago, like, like I would call guys that had multiple trucks on the road that, hey, man, how did you get your first truck going? Like, how did you do this? Like, Rob has, like, seven trucks. Rob Schroofer, like, seven trucks in, in Maryland, like, and then, um, you know, Rigo is another guy that I reached out to a long time ago because he was super big in, like, the, the green aspect of detailing. He was mobile, too. And he was open book. Like, they would tell me, like, how I did things. And that's – I kind of returned that favor in, in the industry. So when people are open and not closed fist, like, 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 they have some massive trade secret, like, it's detailing. Like, yes, you can make good money in it, but it's – we're detailing cars. Like, let's just help people – you know, grow and run their own businesses. Like no one's really a threat, you know, a thousand miles away. 
So I like that's my I like that. I like that about our industry with some people. Yeah, with some people because I mean, yeah, there's definitely the people out there. It's like everything's a fucking secret and it, there's no secrets. Yeah. I mean, literally, like it's like right. I will find not, out one not. way or another how to do what I'm trying to figure out how to do. Yeah, it's called the internet. It's a very exactly way of thinking. Everyone thinks they have the best, like, I don't know, there's some, uh, I won't go there, but, yep, yep. No, it's just a, it's a very close-minded <laughs> way of thinking, because they think, you know, that everyone's enemy, and that if they share something, it's going to somehow destroy their business. Of dollars of business. It's like, friends like Ian, like, your your shop's, like, what, three miles from me? Like, like and here we are sharing wisdom on the podcast together. Like, there's guys in, our, in Oklahoma that are just, like, they have that closed, closed fist mentality. They won't even show up to our uh, workshops we put together here, like because they're just, I don't know. It frustrates me. No cool, but there are guys that do do it very well, and that's what excites do-do. you. He said, "Do do, do do." All right, Ian, you stalled long enough. Yeah, I, I yeah, yeah, you did stall long enough. No, You're sorry. Welcome. Like as soon as you started talking, I remembered it, but. Uh... Mm. Mine, I don't hey, know. Mine's hey, so uh, let's just pause for a moment. <laughs> let's have a nice cold beer. Uh, everybody take a nice good drink. Man, that's not funny. You know, I've got ADD. <laughs> Write it down. Write it down. <laughs> <laughs> Write it down, man. So, mine's probably not, maybe not as noble, but I'm just excited. Uh, you know, I I got more or less a, a written business plan for the year, and I'm excited about some of the things I'm going to accomplish uh but also i'm excited about being more involved in the community uh as far, at least at, at the very least you know the car car club community uh i'm uh, i had a motorcycle company reach out to me and they wanted me to be involved in their bike night so that was a little personal high for me sweet in a way so uh just i don't know be more involved in the community man and just i don't know it's a little selfish, but that's all good. So it's so much what excites you is that there's a community that people want you to be involved in. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, people are actually trying to reach out and see the value in it. So that to me as a detailer kind of says that, okay, well, they see the value in a good detailing company being part of their events you know, they, they see the benefit of somebody who's uh, skilled and trained, you know, much like DJ. You know, they see the value of that type of stuff. So it's, I think that's a good indicator, uh, in a way, of the market in itself, too, that people don't, you know, they're looking at more than, you know, the $50 details in a way. They, they see the, the value of a reputable detail company. And not okay. some Joe Blow with a wash bucket, I guess. Yeah, that would definitely mean that the industry is evolving and changing. Right. So, yeah, that's awesome. I think DJ also worked, started working with a uh, a car club. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so we're at the, we're the Oklahoma Performance Boards here in Tulsa. I mean, all the... Uh, connoisseurs or whatever you want to call them. Enthusiasts. Um, we're the elite sponsor there, and it's done really well for us. I mean, we've got some, we had some pretty good, um, got some pretty good leads from it. Yeah. So yeah, it's awesome. And I, uh, we also, as far as us, Total Solutions, we have a uh, an event uh, next month with a Porsche Club to teach them and nice. train them on detailing. So yeah, that's that's a good point, uh, Ian. That's that's true. Maybe the car clubs are starting to value more of of what. A good detail is, hopefully, and it's tough because a lot of those guys. I mean, they they, they yeah. know it all. Like they, you know, they they you know they've been doing it so long. They got that turtle wax, and wax and, yeah. So. And you just cringe when you watch them wax their car, man. Yeah, awesome. Well, awesome. Thank fun. you so much, you guys. Uh, great input. Thank you for your time. Uh, let's rate the beer before we bounce out of here. Uh, except for DJ, he's already given it a five. Yeah, I'll like, go first. Uh, damn, like a five straight yeah, out of the box, right off the bat. Just went for it. I mean, 
it was just so good. Like, I, maybe it's the alcohol content, but I had only taken a few sips. <laughs> but you tasted it. You were like, uh, alcohol. It's five. So That's good. Alcohol, five, five. Exactly. Yeah. You caught me. Uh, I'm going to give it a four, not because I overly enjoy it, but I'm not going to knock the beer because it's not my style. I can definitely appreciate it. Uh, I do like the coffee notes that at least DJ and I tasted. Uh, so I'll give it a four, but it's not something, you know, I'm not going to, like, go out of my way to buy this. Um, I wouldn't turn it down. Um, I wouldn't. I'm sorry? I said I wouldn't turn it down. No, oh, no, no. I Just, wouldn't either. No, 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 no. You know, like, I'm not going no. out of my way. He's not going to go out of his way yeah. to buy it, Marty. Wow. Well, considering uh, where you're from, you have to go out of your way to buy almost everything. Yeah. Anything. Not true. Oh. Um, so you can get the uh, Asian massage pretty easy? Maybe. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, man. Cut the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> there was some pause, and then he said, "Maybe, maybe, maybe, maybe." <laughs> uh, I'm gonna give it. Uh, I'm gonna surprisingly give it a three. Interesting. What? Yeah. Um, just because. I mean, if I'm gonna rank it on a five compared to other beers, I just I can't. Well, I, yeah, but as an IPA, like true, true. As an IPA. Mm, on an IPA one to five. Oh, oh IPA one to five. Okay, that's a different scale. That's like yeah. three point one. In that okay. case, I, I give it a. That's three. like a three point one. Yeah. Really? No, I'm just kidding. For an IPA, it was good. Like I said, though, I traditionally, if I'm going to drink an IPA, which is few and far between, about the only IPA I will drink is one that's citrusy, so that I can hit, I can take away those notes and, and all that hoppiness and take it away with some citrus mm-hmm. or something fruity. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> hey, I'm not the one that likes brown balls, so. Hey, man. Or Asian massages. Yeah, who doesn't like an Asian massage? What's wrong with you? Uh, anyway. Anyways. Thank you. Good call. Good call. So I'm, uh, I'm uh, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to stay with my three. Three's not, not like I failed it, but it's yeah. not like gotcha. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I'm with uh, Ian. I don't, I wouldn't drive somewhere to get it again. But if it just happened to be at some place where I was, I'd probably get it. You know, I'd probably drink a, a, a pint, you know, yeah. it was okay. So cool, cool. All right. So we got uh, a decently good beer. I, I think maybe the reason why I was at a three is I was expecting a lot more. I mean, it says mocha right on the label in big, big, bold letters. I have to agree, yeah. I think I was yeah, expecting I mean, a yeah. lot more of a mocha chocolate flavor. Yeah. And it even says coffee multiple times on the label, too. So I think maybe I was just expecting more. And it had a lot of hops. So, indeed. So, anyway, uh, Ian, where do people find you? Facebook, Instagram, at Redbeard's Detail Shop. At Redbeard's Detail Shop, and not the other Redbeard. What, what's the other guy? He has one. Something. What? Yeah, there's another Redbeard's Detail or something. Does he even have a red beard? Or... It's in his logo. I don't know if he if it's himself has one. Of, yeah, it's uh, Red, Redbeard's Detail. Does or he something? have a red beard, though? You didn't answer my question Wait, yet. What? Does he have basically? A red DJ beard? wants to know if he's a ginger also with a big giant so. red beard. I think so. Did you guys see the photo of the guy that got his beard? Yeah, off? I said that to <laughs> Ian. I said that to Ian. I was like, "Hey, Ian, watch yourself on that." Was that? Yeah, I was tagged. Who in was that? Was that, that it was annoying. Was that an employee of um, what's his name, man? Or was that another guy? The guy that I saw posted, he commented back, oh, he wasn't one of our guys. So we don't really know who it was, but you actually could see not just the chunks of his beard. You could see his uh, uh, ear 
his his ear micro ear pods yeah you can see those wrapped up in it too so the guy definitely was not uh, practicing good osha or ida standards right you mean ida okay let's get it right osha first OSHA's, no, OSHA's the one that gives you a, a fine, so let's yeah. let's we, we want to make yeah we want to make sure we're OSHA compliant first. Dewey Marshall, <laughs> I am totally. Well, I know kidding. you are. You did not want to go there. And then second of all, we go IDA because that that's our industry's detailing association. That's right. We that's definitely support that. That's right. OSHA. All right. Well, thank you guys. Good yeah, podcast. I mean, good good talks. Thank you guys for coming really on. Podcast, uh, I think yeah. those were great little things. Um, and so, DJ, I know Ian left his handle. Uh, where do people find you? Uh, at Eco Green MD on Facebook and Instagram. Awesome. And uh, I'm Marty. Total Hour Solutions. Make it a great day. <laughs> Well, you didn't even give me a chance to do that. I needed to finish where my handles were. Sorry. Sorry. At Total Auto Solutions on Tinder and. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, man. Go ahead. No, my handle is. What's your Tinder name? (laughs) Makeitagreatday.com. Oh, man. Hey, I think we should uh, do a study on the High Point Beer podcast, the Beer podcast and see how exciting they are. So, in my defense, I do not have a Tinder account anymore. Yeah, bullshit. No, I, trust me. No, I took it down. No, I took that one off, too. Oh. Yeah. Oh, DJ, he found the one. I'm total Honest Solutions. What's your name? Grandma or whatever. Hey, oh, hey, 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 Whoa. hey, 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 no, I don't yeah. think we should. I don't think we should either. We've already said I think too much. Cut off. All right. So I hope you guys make it a great night. Make it a great day. We are. Make it a great day. See ya. Uh.